Well, I'm thankful for that sure hope, and that sure hope is Jesus Christ. Amen? And when we say hope is here, you can find hope here because this is the place where we preach and teach Jesus Christ, our Savior. And I'm thankful for the hope, the sure hope that he gives to us, the blessings of God. And it just, it's been my privilege for the last 40 years of ministry. Um, we just celebrated that in August, 40 years of giving hope. That's it. What a great, what a great job, huh? To deliver hope to people, to help people, to encourage people, and to tell them about somebody who can guide them through life. Life is hard. Uh, most people I know have, have something hard going on in their life. It may be a physical problem. It could be a financial problem. It could be a job. It could be a family member that needs help, needs encouragement. But most people, most people, I went to the Beaumont High School football game on Friday night, and uh, there was the lady there by the name of Mina. She works over here at Albertson's. I haven't seen her in a while. I haven't been in there that much. And so I saw her at the football game. And I remember the day that she got saved. I remember the day I walked in there, and uh, she says, are you a pastor? Now that, she's known me now for a couple years. Um, and she said, are you a pastor? I never told her I was a pastor. And she, uh, she said to me, I went to church with my kids and I heard they told, the pastor told me about Jesus and he gave an invitation at the end, but I, I didn't go forward. I didn't go forward to accept Jesus. Could you show me how? So right there in the flower department, we put the flowers on hold and she bowed her head and trusted Christ right there in the flower department at Albertson's. And, um, and then she began to share some of the burdens she had. You see, when you have burdens, um, you need hope and you need help. And uh, she found her help in Jesus and she, find, she found her hope in Jesus. And that's what we do as we gather together. This little theme here, hope is here. Hope is here. This is a place of hope. This building is set up here for the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ for you to find hope, for you to find help, for people um, to find Jesus Christ. You see, the church is made up of people. The church is not the building here. The church is the people. It's you. And we find hope and we find help from the Lord, but we find it from each other. We get encouragement from each other and uh, people to help us, to pray for us, uh, to support us um, when we go through our difficulties. Um, there's a, a man that comes to the church, his name's Marco, he's in the hospital. We've been praying for him. He's got coronavirus. We've been lifting him up to Jesus. You see, he's got help and he's got hope right here. He knows Jesus and he's got help because we're praying for him. 
and looking to God on His behalf. And so, as we gather here today, the message and the series of message is that uh, I'm going to be preaching for the next several weeks is just that little theme, hope is here. Hope is here. And uh, we, I hope that you, as you have needs today, have those needs met by the one that can meet those needs. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, life sometimes is like the little boy. I heard the story of a little boy, and he was, he wasn't, he was on the bench. His team's out in the field, and they're losing 16 nothing. It's the top of the first. And uh, he's, they're down 16 nothing. and a man comes in, looks into the dugout there, and says, Son, are you, are you discouraged? He said, looked at the man, he said, Discouraged? Yeah, he said, It's 16 nothing." He said, no, I'm not discouraged. We haven't been up to bat yet. It's, still, it's, it's, on their, it's the top of the first. We haven't even been up to bat yet. There's still hope. There's still hope. And sometimes, you know, that's the way we look at the challenges of life. We ought to look in a positive way. But there's a, there's a place to find sure hope as we think about life. Because i got to tell you, church, life is hard. There's nothing easy about life. There's nothing easy about being a teenager. There's nothing easy about being a child. Children come up. We bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. But they're changing and they're, they're being molded. and made. they got to go to school. And uh, I love kids. I love the children. Um, on, in the mornings when the kids are getting dropped off at our school here, I like to watch them. They get out of the car and they, they run up a little ways and they turn around and said, I love you, Mom. I love you, Mom. And the mom says back, I love you. And they blow a few kisses. And then they run up a little more. I love you, Mom. And then they blow a few more kisses, you know. And I'm like, you know, get out of the way. You know, traffic's here, you know. So we have to make a rule, only blow one set of kisses. No, no two set of, just one set of kisses for traffic flow. But it's just amazing that uh, children in, in today's society, I'm, I'm thankful that we have a little heaven on earth here for our kids. And we don't allow bullying. We don't allow people to call names and different things like that that children have to face in this world. And then the young people, um, they have a place where they can come. I told our young people, you know, we have about 80 kids in our junior high and high school, but they're going to compete with millions. I said, you're only here for a short time to get an education. But when you graduate, you're competing with a million, a million other graduates in high school for jobs, for opportunities here in America. So we want you to get a good education, but we want you to know how to live. And you see, what I, what I wanted to introduce to all the young people is Jesus. What I want them to see, church, is that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and the hope is in the Lord. There's a friend that sticks closer than the brother, and that's Jesus Christ. And so we find hope in Christ because life is hard. In our chapter, in Matthew chapter 11, in verse 28 in your Bibles, Jesus says in verse 28, Come unto me, 
All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray. Father, bless now the preaching of your word. Lord, I pray if there's one person here this morning that does not have that sure hope, the sure hope of salvation, I pray that today they would find Christ. They would realize that, God, that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for their sins so that they might have eternal life, so they might have an abundant life, so they'll never be alone, but they'll always find that you're with them. Lord, just bless. Now, you know every need today. Touch every heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. You see, Jesus says, Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest is an important part of life. Um, when I was in the hospital, they wanted me to sleep. And I, I would say to them, you know, how can I sleep with all these things hooked up to me? You know, I had wires all over me and over here and there and everything. Then they wanted me to sleep on my stomach. So I'd turn over and like, oh, the whole everything, you know, every wire on me came off. I said, well, you know, it's frustrating. But they would, and I would watch uh, sports in the middle of the night because I was in Dubai. So right now in Dubai, it's uh, nine o'clock at night. So there's, there was a, a time difference, and I was watching the University of Michigan play in the NCAA playoffs. So the games would be in the middle of, like at three in the morning. And I would turn on my phone, I would watch it on my phone at three in the morning, and the nurse would come in, you need to be asleep. I said, well, I can't sleep in here. I got, you know, it's, I'm watching the game. I told the, I told the doctor, I'm supposed to play on Friday in the NCAA playoffs. Am I going to make it? Am I going to get back there? And he'd say, I think I'd call in sick on that one. You're not going to make it by Friday. And, uh, but rest. You need rest. You need to find rest. You need to sleep. And your body needs rest. And you know what else, church? Your soul. Your soul needs rest. Where do you find rest today? There's so many things going on. There's so many things in politics. There's so many things in the, the, the pandemic that, that we all face. So many problems. So many difficulties. And Jesus says this, Come unto me, all. I like that. Come unto me, all ye that labor. You see, the invitation's for all of you. All of you can come unto Jesus. All of you can find hope. All of you can find help by God's grace. It's for everybody. But he says, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So he uses that little phrase there, take my yoke. And Jesus is speaking of the yoke that they would put on oxen. So, um, Brother Tony, can you come up here just for a minute and help me with an illustration? I don't really like Brother Tony because he's in good shape and I don't bother me. But uh, I'm here, I'm going to help him up. You know, you can come up on your own, right? <laughs> I, went to, I went to pray with him. And he was having heart surgery. 
and there was a little nun there. We were at St. Bernadine's, real tiny thing. He's, he's going to have heart surgery. He's in, the, he's in the bed, and I'm praying with him. She, says, she, looks, she comes in the room. She looks at me, looks at him, and says, you should be in the bed. <laughs> and after I smacked her, which I shouldn't have, well, I was trying to heal her. I said, go heal you. No. I smacked her, knocked her down. I didn't do that. I didn't do that, those of you online. That, would, that didn't happen. All right, let's turn this way, okay? So here we are. We're a couple yoke. We're a couple oxen, okay? Now, you know I'm going to carry more than he does, right? I mean, look at how much bigger and stronger I am. But so here we have somebody. Brother Mike, why don't you come up here real quick? And uh, so we're, why don't you be the oxen? I'm going to be back here. You get over here. You get next to him. Why, why am I the oxen? Now, you know, you know Mike ain't carrying anything. He's just, it'll be like this. Tony will be dragging him along, you know. It's like, all right, so, all right, move forward. Slow down, slow down. Okay, more. All right, now, listen, I'm plowing the field, okay? And uh, I kind of represent life. You know, Mike represents me. I know it's a bad representation of me. He represents me. So, now, now Tony is Jesus, all right? So take my yoke upon you. You see, if I'm there where Mike is, I want Jesus here with me. You know, I've always said this, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm walking down this road called life. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but he does. I don't know what's going to happen next week or two weeks from now, a month, but he does. God is leading me. He gives me messages that I can, okay, I wasn't expecting that, but I'm ready. God helps me. And he knows what's going to happen in your life. And what he's simply saying here, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So, here we got two oxen. And Jesus is saying, take my yoke. As you, as you plow, let me plow with you. Let me carry your burden. You're trying to carry the burden yourself. You're looking, he's, poor Mike, he's, not, he's looking at Tony and he's, he's, he's carrying his burden. You see, the yoke is Jesus, and the oxen, as we look at life, Jesus wants to carry us. Jesus wants to help us. You see, if I've got Jesus next to me, that's good, because i got life. I was a husband for 40 years, and again, I had to, I had to carry my family. I had to plow life with my family. I had to take care, I had a job, had churches, I was, I was a pastor, so a youth pastor. So I had people behind me that I was helping plow the way so that they could live. So I wanted Jesus with me. And you see, you want Jesus with you. Dad, you got to take care of your family. You got to help them through these troubling times. You got to help them through these unsure times. Well, wait a minute. Well, we can look to the economy. We, don't, we can't look to the economy. Well, wait a minute. We're in America. Everything's fine. No, not, everything's not fine in America. You see, I want Jesus right there with me. I want Jesus helping me as I plow the field so that my, my family, the people I know, can follow 
and have Jesus so that I can have Jesus to help me. There's too many burdens in life. Thank you, men. Thank you so much. There's too many burdens in life. You can't do it by yourself. Jesus said, come unto me. Come unto me. And that's what we do, church. What makes this church what it is, as much as we point people to Jesus. He's what makes us. It's not us. Come unto me, all ye that labor. I'm glad that God can meet everybody's needs in this room. Everybody's needs. He can meet it. Matter of fact, he knows your needs today. He knows the heartache that you have. He knows the help that you need. And he loves you. And he cares about you. Not everybody in the room knows everybody needs. needs. But when we do know, we pray for one, one another. We lift each other up. We look to God. And he helps us. And so the church, we find hope here. We find help here in this place. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We'll find rest in Jesus. We can't find rest in ourselves. You know, you get burnt out in life because you're, you're carrying it all yourself. I can't do it. I could never pastor and do the things that I do. I've faced more problems in the last six months than I ever have. I've faced more difficulties in the last six months than I have in all my life. Most of them you don't even know about. You know that my wife passed away three years ago, and I deal with that. You know I went to Dubai and got sick, but there's just burdens. People that I'm trying to help. People that I'm looking forward to my life going forward. You understand? But you know who I have? I have Jesus. I go to Him. I go to God. And I, you know what? I can honestly tell you, you can make it with Jesus. I don't care what you face. I used to say to myself, man, I could never do that. Oh, I could never face that. No, I've had to face it. I've had to live it. And I, I'm here this morning to tell you, no matter what it is that comes into your life, Jesus will, will be there with you and he will sustain you. And he will be there as long as it, you, you need him right there to help you through your burden. It's a wonderful thing. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Life is hard. Waiting for a diagnosis. Paying off some bills. Trying to save your marriage. Enduring the COVID-19. Trying to go spiritually. These are things people face. These are things people are facing. Vince Lombardi. Who rem Does anybody remember Vince Lombardi? How many here? Vince Lombardi was a football coach. He was the coach of the Green Bay Packers. I mean, he was just mean. You talk about him. He'd never make it today. We'd, we'd vote him out. for, But he was a great coach. He said this, fatigue makes cowards of us all. I mean, Vince Lombardi was a man's man. He was a great coach. Green Bay Packers beat the Dallas Cowboys. Bart Starr scored a 
quarterback sneak in the last seconds of the game to win the Super Bowl. And it was like zero degrees in Green Bay. It was so cold. He couldn't even feel his hands. But he took the snap and he made it and he won the game. And Vince Lombardi was the coach. But I'm telling you, fatigue, you know, you do have to get rest. You see, your body heals itself. Rest. And when you sleep, your body is healing. You need to get rest. You need to be able to sleep. But you see, you need to be able to rest spiritually. If you're always tense, you're always worried. Oh, what about this? Oh, what about that? You never rest. You come home and, you know, your life, you listen, your house, your home, and you have Jesus in the center of it, you'll find rest. You'll find rest. Because life is not easy. And if you carry all the burdens of the day, your job and all that's going on in the world, and, all, I, and I'm thankful, I, I'm thankful for the social networking that we have and how we can help people and pray for people. But there's a lot on Facebook and Instagram and things that it just burdens to carry. You know the news about everything. And that's okay, but you better turn it over to Jesus. I'm not going to worry about it. Listen, I'm praying for those people in Afghanistan that got left behind. And I'm saddened about the, I watched the, just the highlights of the funeral services that were here for those two young Marines. Two of the 13 was right, three of them were here from California. And I cried when I watched it. Because I thought, man, you know, as a young kid, he gave both of the two that I watched were helping people, protecting them. And the, as they stood outside, they're trying to get into the airport. They hovered over them. And when that bomb blew off, it killed them. You understand? So they're just burdens. So I've got to pray, and then I've got to live. I've got to pray and turn it over to God. Jesus says, come unto me, all ye labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you'll find rest in your souls. You see, Jesus is the only one that can give you the rest in your souls that you need. He's able. Our God is able. And so he says, listen, take, take the yoke. Quit trying to do it yourself and let me do it. Quit trying to t control everything and let me do it. You see, we look to him. So we have a choice. Is, is your yoke crushing or life-giving? What are you doing? Are you growing weary and well-doing? Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek. And lowly, Jesus is saying that that yoke, by the way, the yoke is not typically worn by one oxen for two. Again, like we illustrated, not only is Jesus there, but you have a brother with you or a sister. You're not alone. You have God with you. You have Jesus with you. You have the Bible to guide you every day of your life. And you have Christian friends. 
You have people to help you. You have people to come alongside you and pray for you that you can share with right here in this church. I went to uh, Subway. I think it was Thursday night. I'm not sure which night. I shopped a little bit. And I went in there and I, I went through the line. I always like to leave a good tip wherever I go. I didn't have any cash and they wouldn't let you leave tip in the card. So I said to the girl, I'm sorry, I can't give you a tip. I don't have any cash. This is what she said to me. She said, no, your smile was enough. You smiled at me. She said, most people don't smile. And I thought, first of all, I thought how sad. And then I thought, you know what, we can smile at people. We can greet people. Even though, even though we may be carrying a heavy burden, we have Jesus. Listen, I'm not alone. I have Jesus. I have Jesus. I know he's with I, Listen, I know he's with me all the time. He's always with me. He never, he's promised to never leave me nor forsake me. And he, I'm telling you, he's with you. He's always with you. He's always with you. I think about Marco today, and I think about Dave McCoy up in, in the hospital in, in Georgia. You know, God's with them. The presence of God is with them. And I'm telling you, when you need Jesus, he's there. I'm telling you, I felt him. And I'm, you know, I, I believe the Bible. I'm... I haven't seen any hundred foot Jesuses lately. You know, I'm not. You understand? I see Jesus in the scriptures. I see him with me when I'm witnessing to people. I've seen him with me when I prayed with people. And I'm telling you, when I need him, he was there. And he'll be there with you. He's there with Marco. He's there with Brother McCoy. He's there with others that are facing difficult times. When only God, only God can make a way. And then we've... As we think about this, we think about the church. You see, the church carries one another's burdens. We've already alluded to that. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2, Paul's writing to the church of Galatia about the importance of living for others within the community. And he's making these comments in the light of the struggle that some were having. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. You see, we bear one another's burdens. When I was there in the hospital room with Tony, I was bearing that burden. I was there to see him, to pray with him, to help him. When I was there with Woody, I prayed with Woody. You know, I was there to help him. He was facing very serious challenges, um, you know. And uh, I've prayed with others here. Charlie and, Charlie and Hildegard back here. Charlie, when they first moved here, he had open heart surgery. They hadn't been here long. This is like 17 years ago. And we were up there in Loma Linda Hospital. And it was pretty serious. He made it through it. Praise God. And you've been there for others. You've been there to help You've been there to help your mate. You've been there to help your parents. You've been there to help your children. You've been there to help others. And you do it in the name of Jesus Christ because Christ lives within you. 
So Jesus is there and he's within you and he's there through you. I'm so thankful. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You see, the church, this place is a place of hope. It's a place of hope because of Jesus Christ. This is where we come to learn the Bible. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's the truth. This book is about Jesus. It's hope. Hope. And so, as we think about life, life is hard. Life is difficult. But the church is a place of refuge. The church is a place you can find hope. The church is a place that you can find help. So let me ask you, are you weary today? Are you burdened today? Well, I can simply say, come to Jesus. Come, come and put your burdens at his feet. You see, there are several things about this relationship with Christ. You see, first of all, you have to have salvation. You have to have a personal relationship. Jesus says, come unto me, all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Salvation's for all. It's for all. The Bible says in 1 John 5 and verse number 12, we think about this truth of salvation. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. You see, life, the life is through Jesus. We find life in Him. Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12. Again, we think about salvation. We find it in Jesus. Neither is there salvation in any other. Neither is there another name given under heaven given amongst men, whereby we must be saved. It's all about Jesus, Jesus Christ. John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. Man, he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. I got to tell you, it's wonderful to know somebody that knows the way. Have you ever been lost before? And you, you know, as a man, you never want to stop and ask for directions. And all the men said, amen. amen. The rest of you were just lost. You know, you just, you just wasted a lot of gas. Now you, you stop and ask. And... Um, when you finally find somebody that knows the way, though, it's just relief. I know the way now. I've been lost, but I know the way. I know how to get there. And you see, when you know that you're going to heaven, man, and you know there's somebody that can get you there, and, the, and you know there's somebody that can do it safely and get you home. I remember when I first met my wife, I, went, I met her family, and her mom, their family had this old station wagon. And I think this, this station wagon was big, and it was old, and we were in Seattle, and they wanted to take a trip up to the mountains. Now, the, the tire 
If I, if I looked at the tires, they were like inner tubes. There was no tread on those tires. I said, oh, my soul. And we all piled in that, that old station wagon. I mean, we were adults. We're crammed in there. And she's going around these mountains where there's like no railing, you know, just big mountains, big cliffs. And I just start saying, what a friend I have in G. I, th- I figured this was it. I'm gone. I, this, this is what I thought. We're going to roll down that hill, and then I'm going to be the one who survives, and a bear is going to eat me. You know, here's my arm. The bear will eat my arm, and I'll say, okay, you want anything else? You know, no. I was so scared. They stopped on this huge bridge. Her family, like, they were, I didn't like this. I didn't like heights. So there's this huge bridge that had like, it was like a crate. You know, you could see through the bridge. It's like a wire bridge, you know. And they're trying to get me out of the car. They're pulling me. I'm holding onto the seat. No, I don't want to get out. Let me go. Let me help me. I hate her family. No, I don't. They were scaring me, man. But I got to tell you, when I got back in that car, she drove down that hill. And we got to the bottom. I said, I'm never doing that again. That's why she was horrible, horrible driver, horrible tires. It was a miracle that we made it. You see, when we go with Jesus, it's that we don't have to worry. We're not worried about bad tires because there's always tread. We don't have to worry about bad driving because he knows how to steer my life. He guides my life. He helps me. So when I'm in Jesus and I'm looking to him and I'm following him and I'm following God, I'm okay. And I can relax on the, dry, on the trip. I can enjoy the trip. And listen to me, church, I want you to enjoy your, not, not me, but Jesus wants you to enjoy your life. Come unto me, all you labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'll give you rest. And that rest we find in Jesus. And Jesus can take us to heaven. It comes through Jesus and Jesus only. When we think about salvation, then we think about security. Man, security. And through that security comes peace. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 speaks of peace. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God. There's nothing like having peace with the authority. When I was younger, my, my mom would say, when your dad gets home, you're going to get it for doing that. And I will think, oh, great. I'm going to get a spanking when my dad gets home. He got home like at 10 o'clock at night. So all day I would be like, Mom, can I make you some cookies? You want something? Can I get you something, Mom? My mom used to drink Diet Verner's. And remember back in the old days when they would pop that cap off with a can opener? Does anybody remember that? Then you'd smash that thing back on top to keep it. Well, she would open that thing up, and the pop was always flat because it never sealed it. So her pop was always flat. We called it pop. And once we drank all the goods, our Cokes and stuff, we we would drink that mom's Diet Verner's. You know what I would do is I'd take a hit of that Diet Verner's and I'd put some water in it. She never knew. Because I didn't want her to know there was some gone, you know. She just went, man, this is a little water. (laughs) I'd watch her drink it. She'd just look at it, you know. 
a little watery, Mom? <laughs> you know, I was like, no, I, sh- I should have never done that, but I did. Forgive me, Lord, for I have sinned. But I'm telling you, it was just, when my dad got, finally got home, I got my spanking. My dad, by the way, he would spank me, but he never hit me because I'm the one that started, what's that line dancing? River dance. I started that by just jumping from my dad. I, he's trying to hit me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dancing around. Somebody heard it and they started, they said, man, you look like you're running on a river. That's where river dance came. I invented it. The river danced, running from my dad. He never hit me. But you know what? Once we were okay and there was peace, man, I felt so good. Because I love my dad. And you see, when you get peace with God through Jesus Christ, you don't have to worry about him coming home. We're saved. We're on our way to heaven. You see, the greatest enemy we have, church, is death. And I've got victory over death. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not. I just don't want to die with a bear eating me. That's just all I'm thinking about. I got, I got that bear on my mind. And, uh, but I'm not afraid. No, I want to be in heaven. I'll be in heaven. First thing I'm doing when I get to heaven is I'm going outside and I'm going to eat about four donuts. Like These donuts are out here this morning. It's wicked. I don't know who put those out there. I think Mike did. I had one in between. killed my fasting time. But... I wasn't supposed to eat till noon, and I, I ate the donut, and I thought, oh, I'm supposed to wait till noon to eat. It's Mike's fault. I said, Lord, that's Mike's fault. Forgive me. But I'm telling you, between now and when we, when we all get there, and by the way, Jesus may come today. Huh? I'm just looking up. I wake up, I say, Jesus, even so, come quickly, Lord. He could come today. According to the Bible, all the Bible prophecies, this points. There's going to come a day where you can't, you're going to buy or sell without a mark, the mark of the beast. You know? Well, now they're starting to mark us. Get, a, get the vaccine and you, or you can't buy or eat. Now, the, now wait a minute. Now, the, the vaccine's not the mark of the beast, okay? I don't, I don't want you to think that. But that's the way it's going to, that's what the Bible says. Everybody's going to have a mark, and you can't get, you can't buy or sell unless you have that mark of the beast. And um, so it's just heading that way. Can you see how it's heading that way? But I'm telling you, between now and then, we have Jesus. We have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We have the Word of God, and we have the church where we find hope. And we have brothers and sisters in Christ I'm telling you, whatever need you have, if there's a brother or sister in the ch- this church that can meet it, they'll meet it. They'll meet that need. They'll help you. Because we are brothers and sisters. We help each other. We find hope in each other. And that hope is Jesus Christ. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You see, what we have is we have salvation, we have submission to him, but then we have a place to serve God.
See, life is about serving. Life is about, listen, I've got great purpose in my life. I, I can't do the things I used to do. I used to love to play sports. We had a church softball team. We got beat by everybody. Everybody loved to play Mountain Avenue Baptist. They'd always beat us. And, uh, but we fellowshiped. We, and we had some good athletes. I was one of them. But no, I'm kidding. But, you know, um, we had fellowship. We had things to do. But we, we're, you know, we're older and out of shape. We can't do that. I went and played golf the other day and just, it was horrible. I was so tired. And uh, I had Steve carry my one club. I couldn't even carry the putter. Steve, would you carry the putter up there for me? And I got up there. Steve, would you putt this for me? Would you pull the cart up on the green for me? I mean, I was so tired. I can't do all the things I used to do, but you know what I can do? I have a voice and I can tell people about Jesus and I can tell them that God will help you through your problem. And God will see you through. I see Bob back here. I remember years ago I met Bob and uh, Bob accepted Christ as his savior and he was taking care of his mom and had a big burden. He loved his mom. I think she passed away. She's still here, huh? I mean, I was worried about Bob and his mom. This was like 10 years ago. She, you know, she, she's going to be 100 in December. Wow. Mike was out knocking on doors this week and invited Bob to come back to church. It's good to see him. I got to tell you, Jesus will see you through. He loves you today. Whether you're here in the auditorium or watching online, this is a place of hope. This is a place of peace. This is a place where you can serve God. And it's all because of Jesus Christ. As I mentioned, I'm, I'm, on, a divine, I'm on a divine assignment, and so are you. Now I'm older and I'm, you know, I'm the pastor and, you know, I'm on a divine assignment. I want to tell people about Christ and help them. I want to tell you, Jesus will see you through. He will. He'll help you. And he'll guide you. So let's just keep our eye on him and enjoy every step along the way. Let's pray. Father in heaven.